Welcome to episode 20 with Doing the Work with Jay and Becca. I think today we're going to talk about spirituality, or if you live in the Midwest, spirituality. Spirituality. <laughs> spirituality. <laughs> and uh, we'll highlight the differences between religion and spirituality and um, just talk about what we're up to with our own spiritual lives and um, how that's working out for us. It's a big part of our big part of doing the work is uh, locating ourselves in our highest best self, which is what I call spirituality. Nice. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Because this has been something that's always been, I think, one of those sticky points with people when they hear spirituality. If they're not religious... And they can, right. you know, they, they, I know this is something for my husband, when he started me talking, hearing me talk about the spirituality part of this, I think that he really, you know, his, his defenses go up when you are not somebody who necessarily identifies uh, with a church or that kind of thing. I think you yeah. think you hear that word and you just automatically assume like somebody's going to start preaching at me and telling yeah. me what I've done wrong. And Tell me like, what I should believe. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And that, you know blah, blah, blah. And so I think that having that distinguished, just talking about that, you know, distinguishing between spirituality and religion, I think is such an important first step because it was something that I think that most people don't necessarily think about it in that way. Yeah. And I mean, it's interesting because I surround myself by people who do think about it that way. So I forget sometimes that people collapse religion and spirituality, but in the book and in all my seminars, I make sure to say that, uh, I'm not talking about religion. It's very separate from religion. And, you know, there's a couple things working. Number one, there's a lot of, I know very religious people who I would say aren't very spiritual, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also know very spiritual people who have never stepped foot in a church. Mm-hmm. And then I know people who are both religious and spiritual. Right. Um, and so I say that religion is, you know, you're following a, a dogma, you're following a specific sect, you're, you know, there's certain things that you do that go along with your religion. Um, and spirituality can be anything from, you know, sitting in nature and enjoying the trees to, you know, doing a moon meditation. I mean, that's the thing about spirituality is you, it, it is there isn't a definition, I don't think, that it can be one thing. I mean, it's it is everybody's own individual thing. And what mm-hmm. I would say is it's whatever it is for you that has you located in your spirit. Right. Right, okay. or has you breathe into your spirit or enhance your spirit. Or, you know, if we were going to talk about, because we talk about the mind, we talk about the brain, right, mm-hmm. and understanding our own mind and our brain, and then... Our bodies, obviously, is pretty obvious. It's our physical shell that we live in that we want to take care of. And then we have the spirit, which I call your inner being or self, uh, your higher self. And uh, that, for me, has always been the piece that I had some of that when I was a kid. You know, I was raised Catholic. And there was definitely religion. Like <laughs> We went to catechism, and we memorized all the things, and we had to pray a particular way and we have all the prayers memorized and we go to confession and we have to say an act of contrition and bless me father for I have a sin and do all the things right right and bless ourselves and to me that was religion but I will say that you know when I'm was in church and was lifted up by a song or you know felt I feel like a 
a presence that I'm getting moved as I talk about it. I feel a presence that moves me, lifts me up and has me feel moved. That's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about spirituality. Yeah. And that's the piece that for me, if I feed that, if I go on purpose and get that fed, even if it's like laughter feeds that, like if I can just laugh, I go to a group on Sunday mornings that focuses on Abraham Hicks stuff and we listen to Abraham and then we talk and then we listen to Abraham again. But we, I laugh more in that group than I do anywhere else. That, that group, our vibration is very high and we laugh a lot and I leave there lifted up and lifted. My spirit is lifted, right? So even laughter can be something that I do to engage that spirit. And there's lots of different, for me, there's like the part of me that, that is lifted up. Even when I exercise this morning, I, did a 10 mile bike ride and I started out with the moon, you know, so it was dark outside and I started out with the moon and then I, by the time, by the time we came around the lake, the sun was rising and, you know, I could feel that lift in my spirit mm-hmm. and that felt amazing as I heard the birds waking up and singing as we we're riding along and uh, that lifts my spirit. I did an incredible, powerful meditation yesterday. Jessica and I both did. We meditated together yesterday and... In my meditation, and I've gotten this in meditation before, and for me, that's, you know, getting to a place in meditation where I kind of disappear and see myself as light was one of the first times I started really getting my own access to my own inner being. But I had this message in this this meditation, what I heard, the words that I heard, it wasn't like words, but, you know, it's kind of like that. It's hard to describe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the message was the core of you is the essence of the universe. The Mm. core of me is the essence of the universe. And I got this image of the universe, like a picture of the universe. And then these little cartoon images of, of humans that we were little square people. Um, but we, you know, that like, if you see a picture of the universe, you could just take a, just take a little tiny square of that and put it right in the center of your being. And that's who you are. Like that's, and that's what I got in this meditation. It was really powerful. Wow. So it's those kind of things for me that, like, man, when I'm located there, I'm not worried about money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not worried about, you know, whether my kids' rooms are clean and, you know, all this mm-hmm. stuff that I, stupid stuff that I stress out over, it just goes away. And for And that's why I'm constantly, you know, hammering meditation and hammering whatever it is for you that has you connect to that. Man, when you're connected to that, there is you can do no wrong. Like <laughs> you can't, yeah. you know, like just you just get it. Like there's for me anyway. I that's that's the power for me is I get that I can't get it wrong. I'm never gonna get it done. Like I just get in that vibe of like, man, I'm in the flow. There's nothing. There's I don't have to worry about stuff, stupid stuff especially. But I just don't have to worry about anything. It's all good. Right. Uh, and that's uh, that for me is the power of spirituality and the power of focusing on that and why I am a constant stand for people to, to gain access to that. And I also get, because I deal with it all the time, that there's a lot of people out there who have never experienced that or experienced it very, not, not very often. You know what I mean? Right. It's not something that people have a readily access if they haven't been raised around it or you know i think it's interesting so i run a, run up against all kinds of people who just don't even know what i'm talking about right right or they maybe i think for me is maybe have had that experience but could not connect it with 
spirituality or religion or whatever. It would be like the moment, like I, I'll say to my husband, you know, when our kids were born, um, because he, again, he just has oh, a, yeah. he has a, a, a aversion to the that language i guess and so we've just sort of let i've just sort of tried to let it go of like from the language perspective and just giving him examples you know when our kids were born and that feeling of i mean you can't describe there's no describing that yeah and i haven't had my own kids but i've been in the in the room with a friend when she had a baby yeah and i've never experienced i mean you i i yeah (laughs) I mean, you know, I just bawled. I mean, yeah. me and the dad, we just had tears just streaming out of both of our eyes. Uh, it, how could you not? I mean, that yeah. was just And how surreal. can you not believe that there is something bigger and greater than us that's in charge of what's happening in the world? I mean, especially I had two fairly interesting births. My first was really scary, and I was in an emergency C-section situation, and Lots of crazy touch and go stuff that happened. And so when this cry came out from this baby that I'd been carrying and protecting for nine months and looking into my husband's face and realizing this is a human being that we created, you know, that's what I say to him. You remember that moment? You know, that is what I'm talking about. Those are the, that's when you just, your whole just world opens up and you just know that there's nothing else I, I, you can't describe it in any other way. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's something else is at play and that's such an incredible thing. And if we can get in touch with that when it doesn't have to be the birth of a child, I mean, if we can do that at the, on a daily basis, you know, if that feeling that you come out of a meditation from when you, I mean, I think that I've even now reached it now from a meditation perspective where, um, it's, it is that feeling on a daily basis when I'm meditating. I, there's a connection that occurs. Something uh-huh. occurs. I don't know what it is, but it's a feeling yeah. that I get. And I used to make, it used to bother me. <laughs> I used to think it was wrong. I think we talked about it maybe even on the podcast where I felt like I got <clears throat> like just super nervous energy and I felt like, you know, like, or maybe I just posted about it in prior than the prior transformation group because I just had this like weird nervous energy and I just was just feeling in the pit of my stomach and I was starting to think, well, gosh, you know, what's wrong with me if I'm feeling bad after meditating? And I just finally realized that that's a good feeling, <laughs> not a bad feeling. It's like this, like, it's like this, like, this connection thing that happened. Like I'm open, the world is out there. Like I've, I have, I've been able to get centered and that's what that feeling is. And when you, and when I had not felt that in that way on that kind of level, it made me kind of feel weird and, and uncomfortable. Um, and then once I finally realized what it was, I, now I can, when I feel it, I'm like, aha, you know, I've, I've gotten there. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, totally. Totally makes sense. Yeah. And it's interesting because you said something that had me go, oh, that's interesting. I don't believe that. Um, so, because I, I think it's, and it's fun to talk about. And this is why I think spirituality is such an interesting topic, because it does have people weave in things that they that we start to believe, and then we attach it to that feeling, right? Mm-hmm. So you said, how can you not believe that there's something out there that has a it has is in charge or has a larger plan? You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't yeah. believe that. Not in, I, I don't guess think that's that wrong. There's something out yeah. there that is in charge, but you could believe that. I mean, there's people who do. I mean, there's people that believe that you know the 
it's all mapped out for us before we ever get here. There's people that have um, – my uh, church is doing a book right now that – now I'm going to drop the name and I can't remember it. Uh, good. Uh, I hate that. <laughs> Man, it's like the afterlife of Billy something, right? And it's oh, about yeah. a guy. Do you know that book? Yes. It's made into, a, just got made into a movie. Oh, did it? Yeah. How interesting. Um, because we're doing it as a book stay in our church. I'm pretty uh, sure if it's the same book that it's like, yeah, the. Uh, this guy was a drunk and a yeah. degenerate drug dealer, like. Um, and then he died and then he has been like then talking to his sister and she's been writing down all the things that he's saying. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, he talks about, and I haven't read it. So just so you know, I'm just saying things that my friends have told me about it cause I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but I guess he talks about soul agreements and that sometimes you come in and you have an agreement that like, you know, like Becca, you and I had an agreement to come to this plane and like, we'd be here together and. You had to be your coach and, you know, whatever it is, you know, right, right. (laughs) there's like these kind of soul agreements, like, and even with people who are in your life that are not necessarily a positive experience that they, you have an agreement that, you know, you're going to go and have this experience because you have something to learn from it. So I don't know if I even believe all that. Right. Right. But that's just what this guy is saying who, or this woman is saying that her brother is saying. (laughs) 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 Weird it gets. <laughs> like we just keep getting weirder. We've lost. We just lost a couple of people. They went what? I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure out the name of that book and put it in the show notes. I, okay. I'll send it to you because I know I've got it. But it's the yeah. afterlife of it's something something. Yeah, I think it's really something. And it's a guy who died, and and his sister has been writing down messages that she's been getting from him. Um, but my point is that there's we are so ensconced from the time we're babies into what we're, you know, what we decide we need to believe in order mm-hmm. to function in the world. <laughs> yeah. You know? And no, so, so I've often questioned, seriously, yeah, I've often questioned, like, is the faith that I have just something that was instilled in me from a kid you know, because I we were so religious. Like my family was was the church, man. We were, you know, we were, yeah. we were. Well, there were a bunch involved. of you. You guys filled up There's the pew. Bunch, yeah, <laughs> we were depending on what time, what year it was. I mean, you know, um, we were. You, you know, at some point we could have been the president of the CYO and the junior CYO and the, you know, the Altar Society and the Knights of Columbus all at once. You know, I mean, it's possible. Uh, my dad was a lectern at church. My dad prayed the rosary every single night before I went to bed, which at, at the time I didn't realize was meditation. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. do believe that was his form of meditation. Um, their prayer beads. But anyway, my point is, you can have so much of what you believe get swept up into that feeling of connectedness or that and that part inside ourselves that I think it's worthy at least of just a practice to do your, what I try to do is just locate myself in my, the center of my being, like be that place of observing and not, I do my best to not attach anything to it and just see what happens. Mm -hmm. But what inevitably always happens is I end up with something that just has me know that I'm one with everything. And that for me, how that shows up is, like I said, like a, a message that I am, the, the core of me is the essence of the universe. And so I am 
then therefore, if I'm the core of me and the core of you is the essence of the universe, then all of us together are the universe. You know, I get some kind of weird connection feeling like that. And so, and it feels amazing. And I come out going, holy crap, I can do no wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the universe. I can't fail. (laughs) How great is that? I feel pretty awesome. (laughs) And it gives, it lifts me up and gives me a lot of power. So I don't know. And that's my hope for other people. And so far, the more people I know that are willing to connect into that, they also feel powerful. So I do feel like it's something that surely uh, we've got a lot of evidence that a lot of people feel very powerful when they connect into that part of them. Right. Well, and I think that you just stumbled onto something that I think that people who do have an aversion to the idea of spirituality or religion or whatever um, is that, that power sense. And I think that... Um, that control over your own destiny or whatever it might be, uh, feeling that there is some sort of God or thing that is dictating your life and, and, or being told by the church what you can and cannot believe. Um, I think that that's probably a, a stepping stone, a slippery slope for some folks who feel like that's where they, they struggle with, with yeah. being in that place yeah. and recognizing yeah, totally. that this spirituality to, is really about your own power, your, your, you know, the personal power that we talk about, you talk about in inside, you know, it's really, it's really your internal drive, your internal control over your life and realizing that you control everything that's happening in it. Um, whereas I can understand where if you've gone to a church or you grew up in a family where, um, religion or was a negative experience, um, being told that you were wrong or that who you were was not, um, right, you know, was not right for against you or against going against God or whatever it might be. And there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that in religion. Oh God. Yeah. Well, especially, I mean, you know, coming from the perspective of the gay community, I mean, I know more gay people who've had religion beat over their heads or have been ostracized because of religion or really hurt. You know, I mean, it, it is devastating when you are raised in, like I was, you're raised in a faith, you're raised in a community of, you know, people of faith, supposedly, right? And then you get to a certain age and they tell you, oh, but you can't be who you are <laughs> or you can't come back. Right. Yeah. Or so you're, you're that completely feel wrong. Very good. Yeah. yeah. God didn't and, make know, you that way. So and I'm being polite about it. You know, yeah. we've, we've, I know friends who have been raised in pretty conservative churches that have been significantly damaged, you know, psychically by, um, by church. And so, yeah, I think it's a very powerful. I also think that churches are a powerful place to, to start a healing for, you know, I have a friend, my friend, um, I'll shout out to my friend, Ann Thompson cook, who is always been, and she's heading towards retirement these days, but always been, uh, an LGBT ally and activist and educator. And part of what she does is she has, she writes these booklets for church congregations that, are a dialogue around homosexuality and or sexual orientation, whatever you want to call it, um, and transgender. Nice. And part of, part of, you know, we've talked about it. And part of that is because if the Christians would get it, gay people would stop being hurt as badly, you know, I mean, that's just the reality. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, there's so much hurt inside of churches that I think people have a, you know, it's a trigger. I mean, I, oh, yeah. I'm, 
I'm having lunch today with somebody. If I say anything about church, especially the word Jesus, she will, you know, turn off her ears and run screaming. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, she, you know, she's been beat over the head by church her whole life. There's no way. And so, you know, for me to have a conversation with her, I don't ever say those things because she doesn't want to talk about that. Right. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. And my daughter just started into confirmation at our church. Um, and so... I go to a church that's a United Church of Christ church. We're an open and affirming church. We're one of the first open and affirming churches in the state. Um, And so, you know, it was, but we have not been regular church goers. I would say, you know, we go on Christmas and Easter and I would always every year, like with the best of intentions, like start to go and, and for lots of different reasons, um, you know, things would fall apart and we'd end up not there every Sunday. And then it just, you know, you get out of habit and you weren't there. Now, with that said, I always, every time I would go, I would feel so great. You know, I'd walk out of there light and I knew, I mean, my week would start with this very positive, um, positive way. I, I mean, I belong to the church that I belong to is very, um, liberal. Um, you know, we'd, they're not beating you over the head from the pulpit. Um, but you know, there still are things that are not, don't sit right with me or whatever, but it wasn't, I never felt that way coming out of church because it always felt like I was just being, you know, lifted up and supported by this congregation. And then we'd all go out into the world together to do good things. And, and so I was excited to get, scout into the confirmation class because for me that was a moment where I learned a lot about myself and my my religion when I was a kid when I was that age um and decided to go ahead and be confirmed into that church um the thing that I love about their confirmation program is they go and they look at and they go to other church services or a synagogue or you know they they go to temple they, they do other um, it give them other experiences at other churches to also mm-hmm. just see, to show them that, you know, we're not the only game, <laughs> you know, right. um, like the, there's lots of stuff out there to, to look at. Um, yeah. and it's interesting because Scout has never been raised in an uber religious way. Um, but she was immediately questioning how she could you know, be at church if they, if she's an ally. That's one of the first things that she said was like, how can I go to church if the Bible tells us that being gay is wrong? And I was like, what, what, what? I was like, wait a minute, what? (laughs) And and I was like, where did you pick that up? And she was like, well, that's what they all say. And she's like, that's why I'm not religious because I don't believe if that's what the Bible says, then I don't believe in the Bible. And I was like, ah, Okay, so here I am picking this up for her, and I instead of teaching her about religion and like letting her be open minded or whatever, I think that she just picked it up and went me okay, and turned away from it. And I was like, wow, okay, this has got to be something that we talk about. So we've been talking a lot more about religion. We've been going to church. Um, we've been talking more about spirituality. She, she, you know, talking about meditation. meditation. They do a meditation at church. There's all sorts of stuff that she's starting to see, and it's bringing up all sorts of questions. And I'm not the right. I don't know. I just don't feel comfortable. I don't feel like I'm the right person to answer them. Does that? 
And I don't know if if you have if you're in that place and you're the one questioning and here I am at almost, you know, 39 years old and I'm questioning and I have you mm-hmm. that I can go to and go, I don't I don't understand. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> well, I'm not a Bible scholar by any by any stretch, but <clears throat> I have some friends that are Bible scholars that I love to um, one of my favorite things is about the Bible scholars that I know. Um, are the people who really interpret the Bible from a perspective of um, they're all it's all saying the same thing that uh, the law of attraction is saying, mm. you know, and that's some of my favorite stuff. I don't actually take any of that, uh, any of the Bible stuff very. I mean, I take it, you know, in unity, we look at the Bible, the New Testament as the evolution of the human con- consciousness. Um, so. Because uh, we interpret the Bible metaphysically, so okay. we, you know, it's like it's all symbols, and there's nothing in there that's literal ever. Um, the whole Bible is how Unity does it, and so that is, you know, it's totally different than every. But every religion interprets the Bible differently, right? So and that's what I've been talking to her about. Yeah, I'm, and that's there's what I've said. You know, that you can find that it's like, um, you know, the Bible. There's some some quote that you can find that's something like. In the Bible, it says three or four times that get, being homosexuality is wrong. But mm-hmm. also in the Bible, it says like, you know, 300 times that heterosexuality is wrong or that you should sell your children into slavery or that you should, you know, like you know, rape your daughters. You know, there's all kinds of yeah. crap in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So yeah. it's like, but there's some quote like that. It's like three times it says gay things are wrong, and 362 times it says <laughs> you should rape your wife and sell her into slavery or something yeah. up like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, when it comes to Bible interpretation, I love the metaphysical interpretation and, and or some of the new thought interpretation. Otherwise, I stay away from the Bible because I, it would, I couldn't take it literally or it would mess me up. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I hadn't thought about it because my kids are just getting to the point where they can barely read. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if I had a teenager who was asking those questions, I would at least in probably, I mean, I don't, you know, I'm way into the metaphysics. So, I mean, I would, I will definitely be giving my kid the uh, metaphysical interpretation and or some of the books that take the Bible and spin it on its ear. Um, mm-hmm. Some of my favorites are like Eric Butterworth's Discover the Power Within is a fantastic book. Um, of course, Florence Govelshin is always the game of life and how to play it. Um, anything by Eric Butterworth, though, Spiritual Economics is another one. Um, but Discover the Power Within is about discovering, is that inner being discovery that that and using the Bible to substantiate that we're, we're all, we all have that spark of nice. entity inside us. That's a really great okay. book. Okay. That's a good idea. That's a good one to, and, and for those people who are listening, who are saying, you know, okay, I don't give a crap right. about the Bible. You know, like I don't want, I, I'm not a Bible person. None of that matters to me. Yeah. How do I then relate from that perspective? Am I, am I not able to do the work if it's not, if I'm not a spiritual person? Yes, you can do the work. I don't think that there, I, don't, I mean, I don't believe that there's anybody who's not a spiritual person because I'm, I don't know. Surely there's part of you that knows that you're being breathed. 
you're not doing it. <laughs> you're not yeah. consciously doing it. That's your brain doing it, and that there's some sort of spirit in you that leaves after you die. Maybe not. I mean, that's the thing. There are people that believe that we're just little machines and then we die. That's okay, too. Yeah. You can yeah. still do the work because you're dealing with your mind and your body. I just believe that there's a whole other level to get to when you can tap into your spirit. And I know people who aren't religious at all that find that in nature. You know, some one of my very good friends is very much like, I got to go take a hike. You know, like that's her. She's got to get out in nature because it lifts her up and it has her feel good. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what I'm talking about. I don't care what it is. Just find whatever lifts you up, even if it's, you know, like I said, even if it's just laughing pretty hard. Um, I think that's whatever it is that lifts you up. Um, I just think that there is something to be said for spending time trying to figure out what that is for you. You know, and and giving yourself permission to like explore figure it out i mean that there's not a right or wrong answer and maybe something works for you for a while and it doesn't and it ends up not being yeah i can go stale don't make yourself wrong for that working for a while you know right um not working i know for me um one of the ways that i i think that helps me is sort of i got into it from the perspective of gardening Mm -hmm. um and like watching something grow from the earth and like turn into something else i think is a very powerful i don't know symbol for for change and transformation and the universe is at work um you know taking a seed and planting it in the ground and and then having it nourish you and then seeing it wither back in the fall and you know the whole process of it going back into the ground i mean all of that to me is like just a a really powerful symbol yeah it's one of those things that i i think about and i those are things that pick come into my brain when i'm meditating you know so maybe you're into gardening maybe it's i don't know some sort of creation maybe it's art and being able to um, see the universe in all of the different ways that art has evolved over the years or creating art yourself. Yeah. Or, you know, the other thing that I don't know anybody that can deny that they haven't been in some way moved by music. Mm. You know, like I've yes. never met one person. That's, I mean, I've, I've talked to a lot of people about this conversation because obviously I'm a, I'm a spiritual person and, you know, that I focus myself there. And, and I, so I run into this conversation a lot, right? Because people are like, yeah, 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 I'm not that guy. And, I, and a lot of people, just like you said, some of them shut down. They just don't want to talk about it. But other people that want to engage in it are like, yeah, I think that's bullshit or whatever. But never, ever, ever when I ask this question, like, tell me that you've never in your life been moved by a piece of music. They can't answer it. They're, they're always like, no, I have. I've definitely. And so there's got to be, like, if nothing else, there's a vibration that some music touches has us vibrate with that and this is where i get into the whole thing is that we're all energy and that we're all a vibration because that's for me what makes the most sense and and can also be backed up by science right (laughs) right yeah the way your brain is on music you know it's like being on drugs right but the and that the and the vibration piece in terms of being backed up by by science and quantum theory and quantum physics all that stuff but the idea that you know there is a certain vibration that music has and it's different for every person so every person's vibe is different right mm-hmm. so i can be mm-hmm. i get moved just by listening to a piece of classical music i can get lifted up and moved or you know and some people don't experience that at all and then i know people who get lifted up and moved a particular way by music that i'm like what are you fucking listening to like <laughs> i don't even like that doesn't 
it doesn't resonate. It happened to me this weekend. I found my old Fuji's CD. There you go. Do you remember the Fuji's? Yeah. And I put that on, and I was like wow. rocking out. I was jamming boy, all boy, the way. Boy, I was in my so minivan with my Fuji's, oh. <laughs> and I turned my bass down, and I was like, that was well, you know. Lauren Hill was with the Fuji's, right? Yep, uh-huh. See, Lauren yeah. Hill's voice. Lauren Hill is somebody, she opens her mouth, and I'm like, mm-hmm. in. <laughs> I'm like, okay, uh, what do you want me to do? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, she just has that for me. She's one of those people that has that, you know, vibration where like on the other hand, a lot of people are into Adele, right? I like Adele. Oh, I love Adele. It does not move me the way Lauren Hill does, right? Yeah. It's totally different. Yeah, I can see. Yeah. Yeah. It's a totally different vibe. So everybody has their own stuff like that right my daughter my kids my daughter is way into she and i she likes sad songs she likes the same she vibes with some a lot of the same stuff i do and my son is just the opposite he doesn't like that stuff at all so but my point is that there's something that it moves you right and if that and that if it stirs in you that's where i'm like you know for me that's the evidence that you have some kind of spirit but that's my story (laughs) so which i love it no but i love that but I'm just saying that that's my story, that that movement of being lifted up and moved by music um, is my evidence that I'm, you know, not just brain and bone mm-hmm. and blood. Bone and blood. It's actually a spirit. Gush. Yeah. yeah. There's stuff inside of that. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, I think that that's a great tool. So maybe, you know, think about some sort of piece of music, some song that you just, when you when you hear it, you just light up yeah. or it just connects with you or maybe it moves you to tears yeah. or maybe it you know whatever it whatever type of it just moves you in some way yeah jessica calls it heart opening heart opening like you can Ooh, feel your like heart that. chakra opening like that's what jessica calls it like oh that's a heart opening piece to me you know like that's whoo that just opened up yeah yeah I love that because it can be you can open up your heart in so many different oh, ways. Yeah. It doesn't have to just be a happiness heart opening. Exactly. There are some pieces of music that move me to tears, but it's like it's like such a cathartic thing to have those tears flow from that piece of music, you know, or you know, connecting those pieces of music to different pe- times in your life, and you have that moment where you you're brought back to that space, and it's still it feels just. You know, you can just get there because yeah. of the song. You know, get that music out and and put it in your car and listen to it. You know, drive around with that CD on and give yourself the time to just feel that. Yeah. And when you are feeling away from your spirit, when you can't feel your spirit, you know, get that get the music on. Mm-hmm. I think that's such a true thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we dance in the kitchen in our family. Mm-hmm. That's our when we are stressed out or it's been a long week or if it's you know just even just for the hell of it yeah. we put on music oh, and we dance oh yeah yeah <laughs> and, we're kids bop family man they want to and, and they have their own the kids have their own pandora stations um mm-hmm. that they're creating and you know Emmett says i like to move it move it you know <laughs> <laughs> I like to move it move it um truman's is the one from the lego movie what's the uh, everything is awesome, awesome? Oh. yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah it likes that song too um but yeah i that's my thing that for me has been and i've been a singer my whole life and been into music my whole life so for me that is one you know listening to music is on my happiness formula 
and as part of my spiritual, you know, program or whatever I do for myself spiritually, listening to music that lifts me up. And, and for me, like there is something there for me where there's music that is also about God or spirit or whatever that is. Like there's a, I have a CD that um, is one of my all time favorites and it happens to be a CD that is a spiritual CD. I mean, it's spiritual and spiritual <laughs> right? CD. it's a spiritual cd <laughs> and it's designed to lift your spirit for your spirituality <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know I mean, that, for me that's easy it's an easy go-to but i'm uh-huh. all into that see i i'm and i have that's part of my thing and and this is where people you know if you don't really know me people can get a little squicked out by me sometimes because i do have a powerful relationship with Jesus <laughs> that sometimes <laughs> will freak the hell out of people. Uh, but I got to admit, it freaked the hell out of me when I first oh, met I you, people, when I first like, got to know you. But then there's also the part of me that like really likes to play and poke with people. And so I also like talk about sneaky Jesus and stuff like that, you know, because I think I, I think Jesus is very light and, you know, there's nothing serious about Jesus. I mean, Jesus for me is all about being one of the masters and one of the way showers. And I, you know, I think just as much, the only reason I feel like I have a strong connection to Jesus is because of my culture. I was raised with it. If I had been raised Buddhist, it would probably be Buddha. But, you know, it's like whatever I, th- I think of Jesus and Buddha in the same vain you know what i mean like there's these ascended masters that i believe you know have gone have gone before us and knew stuff we didn't know or stuff that we want to learn but i don't think it has there's so much been distorted unfortunately and so many people hurt by jesus that that's why it squicks people out so i get it Freaks people out. They don't want to hear. They don't want to hear me talk about Jesus. Yeah, like, no, <laughs> let's not go stay there. Away from that conversation. Uh, but we can talk about Mother Teresa or yeah, the Dalai well, Lama, and you know, who knows? You know, ten thousand years from now, if somebody's going to speak to the Dalai Lama in the same way that they speak of Jesus or Buddha or yeah, and that's know? my point is they're all the same to me. Even people like on a different level for my own. Like people I look to, people like Martin Luther King, who, I mean, I think about, you know, one of the things that, for me anyway, being able to do the work I do, and I'm constantly being willing to say, I'm the coach, and I will do this work ahead of you, and I will constantly be taking myself on, and whatever gets in my way of my own happiness, and, you know, I'll move it, I'll, I'll, I'll do it, I'll constantly be doing that work. Basically, what I'm saying is I'm willing to be the one, right? There is very few people on the planet that are willing to put themselves in a position of saying, I'm willing to be the one. And somebody like Martin Luther King, I mean, you imagine, I God, have you ever seen the movie Selma? You can get a... What I love about the movie Selma is it gives you a little example into Martin Luther King, the man who had to have been heartbreak broken over and over and over and over and over again. I mean, the guy was out there standing for his people, standing for his people, and then watching him get killed and watch. I mean, and it, and unfortunately, it's still happening, right? Yep. But he refused to go negative. He refused to give up. He refused, you know, like they killed him when he was in his height of his power, right? Right. So, I mean, for me, I look at that guy as another spiritual master. I mean, it takes a spiritual master, as far as I'm concerned, to continue to put yourself out there in front of the world and be vulnerable. I mean, because it takes a toll on me, I tell you. Like, just like over and over again, getting scared of my own vulnerability and being like, God, not today. I just can't put myself out there like that today, right? I feel that. 
So yeah. I can't imagine at the level that this guy was putting himself out there. I can't even touch that yet. You know, like I'm not. So I look at people like that uh, who walked this planet before me, and I consider them my spiritual teachers. And so, you know, fortunately, you know, people like Martin don't freak people out as much as Jesus does. <laughs> but they're not different to me. You know what I yeah. mean? I get they were people who are willing to put themselves on the line to stand for something that made a difference for everybody else. And they used their, you know, it was a soul calling. You can't look at Martin Luther King or look at what he did and not go, that guy was called, his soul was calling him to do that. Right. You know, like you have to have some balls and you have to be, you know, willing to put your heart and your head out there. I mean, good God, <laughs> the stuff I went through, you know, I mean, he's a hero to me and one of my, you know, big time spiritual teachers um, in the world. So, um, you know, that's for me, that's part of it's all part of spirituality is that that's what I have to access for me to have the guts to put myself out there, even as a trans guy, over and over and over and over and over again, knowing that, you know, I, I just did a talk last Friday uh, where I talked to 60 people. And when I came out, you know, and they were all white, straight people. <laughs> Midwestern, middle-aged, white, straight people, right? And I said, how many of you besides me know one other transgender person? Nobody raised their hand. Nobody. For real. Not one. For real. Not one other transgender person do they know. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> right? It takes me, I have to anchor myself in my spirit to be able to put myself out there like that because I have to get to that place where nobody can really hurt me. <laughs> you know, right. Like, this is, right. if I'm eternal and I live forever, like I'm that, if I'm the essence of the universe, that's who I truly am, which I believe, I anchor myself there. And then I can do anything like I can go out and love people and they can be mean to me and call me names. And I've been spit on and kicked and I've, I've had all kinds of shit happen to me as a gay trans person. And I can stand in love if I'm anchored in that. If I'm not anchored there, I don't know how I would do it. Like, I don't know how people do it if they don't have some kind of spirituality. For me, that's my spirituality gives me the opportunity to be almost invincible <laughs> in the world. Yeah. Because I don't have any fear. Which I, 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 that to me, you know, and I've said this to you before, where your willingness to put yourself out there in that way and sort of stand before people is, and, and, and be the person who somebody can turn to and now say, A, like, I know a trans person, and B, learn something about the, the trans community is like, so I, I mean, I don't even have words. And it is inspiring for those of us who are saying, you know, we've got our own, we think of our own story. And we think, like, if I'm, I, I gotta be, I can be willing to put myself out there to support and, and do whatever I can. But I, I don't know, I'm gonna blather. But just every time I think about you, and, and when you, when I thought about you last Friday, you know, I, I knew what you, where you were sort of headed into. And I just kept thinking about, gosh, you know, how does he do this over and over and over again? And, I, you know, you answered it. It's yeah, that. Spirituality. It's, and it's more than you. If I'm not doing it, if I'm not doing the work for my own spirituality, you know, anchoring myself there, boy, I can get scared. I can get freaked out. I can get depressed. I can get, 
you know, like, I, <laughs> I can, oh, yeah. I can feel really small. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So I have to do, for me, part of my doing the work is I have to do my spiritual work. And my, and I, when I had kids, I had to double down on my spiritual work. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. I am not kidding. I had to double down and do more of it. And so for me, it's like that, the spiritual work that I do, and the stuff that keeps me centered in my spirit and knowing that I'm the essence of me, you know, the core of me is the essence of the universe. All of that conversation that I stay saturated in, if I didn't do it, I couldn't do what I do. There's no way. Because I would just get scared. I'd, the human part would take over. And I'd be like, I don't need to put myself out there. Fuck those people. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just going to stay here in my house. You know, I'm rewarded constantly because... You know, I didn't say this to these people. I'm going to start saying this because it's so important, I think, because and it's true. I guarantee it. There were 60 people in that room. I guarantee you that a few of them in the next five years are going to have a neighbor's kid come out as trans or a niece or a nephew come out as trans or their own children come out as trans. And they're going to remember me. Yep. And they're going to go, oh, yeah, well, there's that guy. And he has, he's pretty, pretty normal. <laughs> he's doing all right. <laughs> he's you doing know? pretty good for himself. Because I've had it happen. I've had it happen so many times when I've had people who knew me in D.C. who just did a class with me call me up. My kid just came out as trans. What do I do? You know, I'm con- I have that happen to me probably twice a week. I have, I'm getting, in, I have parents or somebody get in touch with me. So that's the payoff for me is that it's worth it because then those kids are coming out to somebody who's at least you know, heard a guy talk or seen right. some, you know, yeah. whatever it is, um, that's the payoff. Uh, and it works. It, I, I can guarantee, like I said, those 60 people, some of them are going to have somebody trans in their life. <laughs> Come out. I mean, yeah, it's just going to happen. That's the thing. And you know, our, I, our I love it that they all said, I don't know anybody, but you know, you just don't know that you know somebody. That's what I think. You know, I think that you just don't have your, I, I mean, you just haven't, you would be very surprised that you do know somebody who is trans. And I think that that is, you know, I, I never make the assumption that I don't know somebody <laughs> like, right. yeah. you know, I don't know their story, you know, and for whatever reason, I'm, you know, I'm, I haven't been informed, but we all are, we've all been touched by somebody in some way and don't pretend like you haven't. But talking about being scared, you just had your first, Lean inside with men. Oh yeah, I forgot. We forgot to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. I did. I did. <laughs> and I know that was freaking you out a little bit. And you'd little, been. I was a little freaked out for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's interesting because, and this is important um, that I share because part of doing the work for me is I put a goal out there that I'm going to do something, or I get guided to do something, which for me. You know, doing it for men um, has been some a request I've been had made for years. People have been asking me, when are you going to do this for guys, right? And so it's always been out there like a carrot. Um, and then I got started focusing on it. And this is what I say happens for all of us. I believe this with everything I have. As you start to decide you want to do something, then what will come into your path is every opportunity for you to transform whatever it is that's in your way of doing that thing. Right. Right. So all this last summer, I've had all this opportunity to get to know men 
and to be with men and to share myself with men and to, I mean, it's just been weird. I have never hung out with, first of all, I've never hung out with as many straight people as I hang out with now. Um, I, well, I haven't. I mean, I am it's, surrounded yeah. by straight, a lot of straight people, um, a lot because of the work I did, the seminars and now all the women that I've done hanging out with and then their spouses, right? So um, in my Vortex group, I've had a couple of new guys come over the last six months, six to nine months. And um, one of my best friends uh, is a, a straight woman and I've gotten to know her husband. Um, in fact, he was at my birthday party and my trans friends because i had like five trans guys there he were there were two um two two of my straight women friends have their husbands and they were there and my when my trans guys first got there they were like these guys are factory direct or are you what, what's that about <laughs> <laughs> i was like i know who direct. they are and i'm laughing so hard heard that term factory direct before but, but yes Oh my God, it was so funny. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I know. It's weird hanging out with straight people, right? They're like, yeah, we don't know. That's that's very strange. So anyway, I've had all these opportunities. Um, and just before, like the seminar was on Thursday, the Sunday before at my Vortex group, I had this, I talk about heart opening. I was in my group and these guys were there and I just had nothing but love for them. Like I, I was, I, there was nothing there, nothing but love. It was amazing to me. And um, so I really owe it to these guys that have become my friends. And, you know, I've said this, but I don't know that I've ever really believed it, that I think that most gender is training and that it's like, you know, maybe 3% of it is testosterone. The rest of it's how we train, how we're trained. And after doing this seminar, I really believe it. Like, I, I just... They were so generous and um, so – well, there's a couple things. A, they were generous, amazing, open, vulnerable, willing. I mean, everything. These guys were just fantastic. Nice. Um, B, my work works. Yeah. Period. Like I – there's a little bit of that. Um, you know, I think that we talk a lot in personal development, and it's a pretty common conversation to talk a lot about the fraud syndrome and feeling like – what if oh, yeah. people are going to find out? Yeah. Really oh, yeah. I'm talking about, right? And I have a little bit of that. I swear to God, almost every seminar I go into, I'm like, is this going to work? <laughs> Does it really work? <laughs> you know, I do. I feel that almost that cracks every time. Me up. You're like, all this proof right in front of you I know. all the well, time. And you're like, you have all the proof in the world and still yeah. doubt yourself, right? So I have just this little tiny, like, is this going to work? Yeah. Well, it makes same me thing, feel good guys, that you do that. Is work, right? And sure enough, man, this stuff works. I mean, that's just all there is to it. I mean, it's uh, it's it's heart opening. It's life changing. It's shifting. Yeah. Um, and so these guys came in and shifted themselves. And so everybody's been asking me, how is it different? And the main thing in the beginning was there's a time in before the seminar from eight thirty to nine where we do a breakfast type of networking. You know, we just let people have breakfast and network and talk and blah, blah, blah. And I'm actually serving quiche now. We used to just do uh, pastries and fruit. Now we're actually serving quiche. So we are... So in the morning with women, they come in and immediately start talking. And, you know, it gets pretty loud in there. (laughs) It's like, it's loud. 
we just had a shift two, and the volume in that shift two was similar to the beginning of a seminar. It was it was loud. When the guys came in, first of all, they didn't. Not one of them sat at the same table. They all individually, as they came in, sat at separate tables. And then that was really interesting because <laughs> women the cluster. Yeah. They'll sit down four at one table, and then the next four will sit at another table. Men came in, they sat mm-hmm. at separate tables and didn't talk much. They're mostly on their phones or they're eating. You know, like maybe a grumble, a high, or um, so. Yeah. Then about ten till nine when the place was pretty much full like everybody was there then there was a low like kind of you know like but it was nothing the energy level and the difference in volume was stark i mean it was like whoa i mean i noticed the absence of the noise like i was like man it's so quiet you guys are so quiet (laughs) it was freaking me out like what's what's up Yeah, yeah that was the biggest difference um and then uh the you know I do the seminar the way I do it is um, the morning part is very seminar like where I go through the first part of the book or I go through the whole I go through everything and then in the afternoon we workshop it. I couldn't get beyond step two before lunch. I mean we got to step two and that was it before lunch. Wow! Um, because the guys talked a lot more in the mornings. Like in the morning. The women just take in the information. I'll have a few of them comment on, oh, that's my experience. Or one time this happened to me. But the guys, right. there were like, you know, five or six of them that would just, you know, continue to make comments or, you know, relate to that or whatever. So it was really interesting. It was, I thought, it was just different. Interesting. Yeah. That was a lot, yeah. A lot yeah. And then the other thing that I was curious to see if it would be different or not. Now I will say nobody cried and almost when I do it for women, somebody inevitably cries. Um, and nobody cried in the guys seminar. Um, but I will say that I thought I was curious to see if it would be different around the self love conversation. Um, because, you know, I talk a lot about that, like, how are you treating yourself? And can you still love yourself? And you know, that kind of whole conversation. And it wasn't any different for the guys. I mean, there were guys still you know, in that conversation and willing to say that in front of other guys. Nice. And that I was so proud of them and so felt like they were so generous. And like I said, that was the piece where I just loved them. And, you know, I had an agreement with my coach that I would go in and I would receive as much love as I gave out. And I totally did. Mm -hmm. I totally did. Yeah, I was I I felt completely filled up by the end of the day, exhausted, but completely filled up by the end of the day. Yeah. It was a powerful day. So was it like a different feel? I mean, from the from the perspective of the feeling that you had, was it getting did you get to the workshopping place oh, or yeah, was yeah. it like Yeah, we got there. No problem. Okay. No problem. We just yeah. picked up at step yeah. two. I blazed through two, three, seven, and then because you know, they go pretty fast anyway. It just usually yeah. takes me about an hour to go through all the rest of those. Cause step two is a we do the most work there, right? It happens yeah, to work out. Yeah. <laughs> work there. But yeah, we juicy. definitely got there. Which, you know, while we're talking about as people are listening, um, my seminars, I had somebody come from Washington, D.C. to do this last seminar, the men's seminar. Um, yeah. Nice. I mean, I hope people know, like, there is, there is, the book is powerful and these podcasts are great, but there's nothing like sitting in that seminar <laughs> to jump, jumpstart nope. yourself to do this work. And, you know, Lawrence, Kansas is, we've got Casey, Kansas City International Airport is 40 minutes from here. So if anybody's out there considering wanting to jump in and do this work, come to a seminar. I mean, it will, <clears throat> it'll light you up. 
it'll start your day. I mean, I've got this buddy of mine came in from DC and he's been sent me a text four days later saying, man, I'm flying high from your seminar. It's really, it was a powerful experience for me. And this guy's done a lot of work I and mean, he's a coach himself and he's done a lot of work. Um, but he had read my nice. book and then started asking me about it. And then, so he came into the seminar. So the seminars are listed That's on awesome. the website. Uh, we have dates coming up for November, um, for both men and women. And I'll, I'll link that in our show notes too. Yeah. And also if you want, if you want Jay to come to you, oh, yeah. you just need to get the, yeah, he'll come to you. You just got to get the group together. So if you can, what, how many people do ten. you, do like you want? Ten, 10 at least. That's a real nice intimate yeah. group. I'll, I can do up to, you know, I've done it for 60. So, I mean, I can do, I could do it for a hundred. That's easy. Um, but at, if you want to like just an intimate, you know, you and 10 of your closest friends, that's also a really powerful experience. Yeah. If one of my oh, friends yeah. is like, uh, you know, she was talking to somebody the other day about whether they should do the seminar. I can't remember who it was, but they were like, she, and she said, well, is it live or Memorex? I mean, really, <laughs> there's nothing <laughs> for a day. <laughs> so I was like, that was a very powerful yeah. compliment for me. I was like, yeah, no, it's, it's so with true. Me live. That's all there is to it because we're going to get to talk about you and your life. And-, and just the energy that's in the room and bounce, you know, the feeling that, I mean, I've gone to several yeah. um, and each experience has been so, it, it's just different from each other even. I mean, just the the experience that you get with the people that are in the room with you provide you with this other level of um, intimacy and and. The, the way that the the group comes together is so powerful, yeah. and um, and we want you, we want you, we want you in our in our pirate transformation group as well. Yeah. Like we love to get to know people, and um, we just want to spread this movement as far as possible. Yeah. So I'm excited. I have another one coming up for men in November. I think it's November third, um, and nice. so I'm looking forward to that. These guys all they have their own uh, prior transformation lean inside for men Facebook group too. And so, nice. yeah, um, they asked for that, and so um, we're kind of getting them barely started, but we'll we'll just keep going to see what happens. Awesome! All righty. Well, um, we are right here at the hour, so we probably should wrap it up. I, it, this always goes by so fast. I know it does, doesn't it? It's quick. I could just like keep talking forever. So. Um, we are, as always, if you have something that you'd like us to, a topic that you'd like us to cover or a, um, you know, a, a person that you'd like us to interview or, you know, I would love to have some people who would like some coaching. Um, <clears throat> we'd love to have you on if there's something that you are working through the steps or just something you're stuck on or you just need some coaching. I think it would be great to have some some people on and share their stories. Um, so leave us a message in the Facebook group, um, <clears throat> excuse me, which is a doing the work with Jay and Becca, or um, you can shoot us an email through the website, jayandbecca.com. Um, we'd love to, to hear what you want to hear about. Absolutely. And thanks for a great talk about spirituality. I, you know, it's one of yeah. my favorite topics and we've never talked, we hadn't talked about it yet. So, um, and I had, no, when I had yeah. that meditation this weekend, I was like, man, we need to talk about that. I haven't had one like that was like the core of you is the essence of the universe. <laughs> like, okay. I love it. <laughs> I think we need a sign. I think we need to get that one. That sounds like a sign. <laughs> I know, right? It'll make a- Oh man. <laughs> so thank you for being here. And as always, if you um, love us, like us, even if you hate us, go give us a review. We don't care. <laughs> 
<laughs> we, we just want the review, just please. please. Uh, review yeah. us on iTunes. It helps. It helps. It helps. It helps. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. Absolutely. Take care. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Doing the Work with Jay and Becca. We hope that you got a little slice of practical transformation that you can use in your personal and business life. And here's what we want to leave you with. Whether you are just starting on this journey of practical transformation and just starting with baby step affirmations just to focus you in a direction of loving yourself, or whether you've been doing this work for a long time and you can literally say, I am thrilled with the path my life is on, wherever you are, whatever you're dealing with right now, you're right where you're supposed to be. The thing that's in front of you is the thing that's going to have you at your most powerful once you accomplish it. And what I know and what we know is if you're willing to take baby steps with progress, not perfection, and just staying on that horse, you're going to get there. And we're going to get there with you. So thanks for being with us. Now, don't forget to go and subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Let us know what you think. And reach us at info at doing, uh, sorry, info at jayandbecca.com. And that will let us know if you have any topics you want us to cover or anybody you want us to interview. Maybe you. You can reach us at our Facebook page too, right? Yep. Yeah, totally. So um, that's just facebook.com slash jayandbecca. All right. We'll see you around next time. Bye, Thanks for joining Jay. us.